Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. Several weeks ago, I referred to a poem that I said had influenced my life as a young Christian. (laughs) That was some time ago now, I must admit. I had come across it recently, though, and had used it to make a point in an earlier broadcast. I imagine some would find it blunt and direct. I consider it to be to the point. Then again, some may find the message too tame. We know that it is quite impossible to please everyone all of the time, don't we? What I hope does not happen is that after hearing the poem, you conclude that the message is too diluted or toss it aside as too old-fashioned, maybe even irrelevant in the modern world in which we find ourselves. Certainly the so-called politically correct police will undoubtedly find the message offensive, prejudiced, and much too fundamentalist. If that's the case, then I'm happy because that means the message is probably as I would want it to be. The theme of this poem is meant to focus on how people, particularly young people, can so easily be distracted from the central message of a life lived for their master. Trying to keep one foot in the world, so to speak, and one foot in the service of Jesus, our Redeemer. Can we? Is it possible to serve two masters like this? As a believer, it is expected that you will search out the deep mysteries of the cross and seek to honor the Lord by the way we live. The spirit within the temple of our bodies moves us to want to be more like Christ. But the old man, that inner soul, fights against the things of God. As Paul wrote once, the things that I want to do, I just don't do them. Well, the poem describes some of this torment and struggle and reaches the best possible conclusion. After the break, I'll share this aidlish and poignant poem with you, and I hope it will bless you as much as it has blessed me over the years. In the dark of the midnight, have I often my face while the storms howl above me and there's no hiding place mid the crash of the thunder precious Lord hear my cry keep me safe till the storm passes by till the storm is over till the thunder sounds no more till the clouds roll forever from the sky hold me fast let me stand in the hollow of my hand keep me safe 
I cannot give it up, the little world I know, the innocent delights of youth, the things I cherish so. Tis true I love my Lord and long to do his will, but oh, I may enjoy the world and be a Christian still. I love the hour of prayer. I love the hymns of praise. I love the blessed word which tells of God's redeeming grace, but... I am human still, and while I dwell on earth, God surely will not grudge the hours I spend in harmless mirth. These things belong to youth and are its natural right, my dress, my pastimes, and my friends, the merry and the bright. My father's heart is kind. He will not count it ill that my small corner of the world should please and hold me still. And yet... Outside the camp, t'was there my Saviour died. It was the world that cast him forth and saw him crucified. Can I take part with those who nailed him to the tree and where his name is never praised? Is there the place for me? Nay, world, I turn away, though thou seem fair and good, that friendly outstretched hand of thine is stained with Jesus' blood. If in thy least device I stoop to take a part, all unaware thine influence steals God's presence from my heart. I miss my Saviour's smile whene'er I walk thy ways. Thy laughter drowns the Spirit's voice and chokes the springs of praise. Whene'er I turn aside to join thee for an hour, the face of Christ glows bird and dim, and prayer has lost its power. Farewell, henceforth my place is with the Lamb who died. My Sovereign, while I have thy love, what can I want beside? Thyself, blessed Lord, art now my free and loving choice, in whom, though now I see thee not, believing, I rejoice. 
Shame on me that I sought another joy than this, or dreamed a heart at rest with thee could crave for earthly bliss. These vain and worthless things, I put them all aside. His goodness fills my longing soul, and I am satisfied. Lord Jesus, let me dwell outside the camp with thee. Since thou art there, then there alone is peace and rest for me. Thy dare reproach to bear, I'll count my highest gain, till thou return, rejected one, to take thy power and reign. And now with his message for today, here's Senior Pastor Emeritus, Alan Lee. Greetings once again in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are continuing our study of the Word of God concerning the many predictions of the Old Testament prophets, as well as Jesus and his apostles in the New Testament, concerning the pervasive presence and influence of false teachers and prophets in these days in which we are living. In the past messages, we have been studying the startling words of Jesus Christ at the conclusion of his great sermon on the Mount that speak directly to this situation. Please hear his words once again as I read them from Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. So beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit. But the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. 
Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Notice Jesus repeats that twice in this passage. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. End of quote. Now, last time, we began looking at what Jesus describes as the fruits by which these false teachers could be identified. The first is that of their false teaching or false doctrine. We showed from the scriptures last time that although these false teachers claim to speak the word of God and to speak in his name, actually they were proclaiming things that they have concocted in their own minds and claim to have received divine revelation from God through dreams or visions. And so, rather than giving divine guidance based on the word of God, they give messages that please the people and to use the word of the Apostle Paul to scratch their itching ears by giving them what they want to hear rather than what God wants to say to them, to give what they needed from God. And that was his word and his word alone, the word of God and not the word of man. Now here's how the prophet Ezekiel describes this perverse activity. Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 4, quote, O people of Israel, these prophets of yours are like jackals digging in the ruins. They have done nothing to repair the breaks in the walls around the nation. They have not helped it to stand firm in the battle of the day of the Lord. Instead, they have told lies and made false predictions. They say, this message is from the Lord, even though the Lord never sent them and yet they expect him to fulfill their prophecies. Can your visions be anything but false if you claim this message is from the Lord when I have not even spoken to you? End of quote. What words of indictment are these by the prophet? Notice, false prophets speak from their own delusion, not by divine command, that is, not from the written, revealed word of God. The prophet Jeremiah says the same thing about this. Listen to his penetrating words in Jeremiah chapter 23, beginning at verse 23, quote, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who are prophesying to you. They are leading you into futility. 
They speak a vision of their own imagination, not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise me, the Lord has said, you will have peace. And as for everyone who walks in the stubbornness of his own heart, they say, calamity will not come upon you. End of quote. Today, this is what we call motivational or feel-good preaching. Everyone is okay as far as these preachers and prophets are concerned. God has a good plan for everyone regardless of their ungodly life. He does not look at your sin, these prophets say. He loves you too much to do that. And so there's no need for repentance or turning from a sinful lifestyle. They say God accepts you just as you are and doesn't matter if you stay as you are. My friends, this kind of preaching makes everyone feel good about themselves rather than being convicted by the pure word of God that declares all of us are sinners and fall short of pleasing and glorifying him every day of our lives. Notice what God says about these prophets in verse 18 of this passage. I quote again, Who has stood in the counsel of the Lord that he should see and hear his word? Who has given heed to God's words and listened? In other words, the prophet is saying, which of these false prophets have really set time aside to really study God's word and hear what he has to say to them? The answer is not one of them. And so Jeremiah continues in verse 21. I did not send these prophets, but they ran. I did not speak to them, but they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have announced my words to my people and would have turned them back from the evil way and from their evil deeds. End of quote. In other words, prophet is saying that these false prophets, these prophets who come in the name of God who is not being sent by him, they do not proclaim or defend God's word, but actually they deny it. Note verse 17 of the passage once again. They keep saying to those who despise me, in other words, those who don't follow the Lord. They say to these people, the Lord has said, you will have peace. In other words, you're okay. Right there in your sin, although you reject me, you're okay. He goes on. And as for everyone who walks in the stubbornness of his own heart, they say, calamity will not come upon you. End of quote. You have once orthodox preachers now denying that there is a hell today, my friends. These are the kind of people the prophets are talking about. These preachers are now saying that etern an eternal place of torment for rejecting Jesus Christ out of their life is not in keeping with the word of God. They say that teaching is not in keeping with the God of love. And so even though it is true that Jesus Christ speaks more about eternal punishment than any other New Testament writer, we have these motivational, feel-good preachers saying to people who are in the sin, that's okay. God won't judge you. There's no such thing as eternal damnation. But yet these false, ear-scratching teachers and prophets, they also deny the deity of our Lord Jesus Christ, and they reject the work of Christ on the cross. Now, there are times when these false preachers will speak some truth, but then the error and their false teaching predominates. Listen to Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 1. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be also 
false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the master who bought them bringing swift destruction upon themselves many will follow their sensuality notice many and because of them the way of the truth will be maligned and in their greed they will exploit you with false words their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep end of quote so god tells us very clearly what will happen in the end to these who preach falsely in his name listen also to the apostle john in first john 4 beginning at verse 1 and i want you to hear the word of god because these warnings are pervasive through the bible first john 4 verse 1 beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from god because many false prophets have gone out into the world notice again many not a few but many they're all over the place verse 2 by this you will know the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus christ has come in the flesh is from god and every spirit that does not confess jesus is not from god this is the spirit of antichrist of which you have heard that it is coming and now is already in the world end of quote my friend this is why you hear these teachers saying on tv and on radio today that jesus christ became a sinner on the cross they say in fact he became a demon he was demonized they say and he actually ceased to be the son of god on the cross yes that's right my friend a famous preacher actually said that on tv they then go on to say that jesus then went to hell that he was beaten up and knocked around by the devil and his demons but then these blasphemous teachers say jesus was born again in hell and became the first born again man when he was raised from the dead yes my friends you have preachers men and women who preach such damnable doctrines on tv and on the radio and because they are so popular and well liked and they do so many good things for the poor and needy many of you who are listening to my voice actually give them your money and prayers and help to provide for them to live as multimillionaires on your funds these are the ones of whom jesus speaks when he says many will say to me on that day lord lord did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles in other words they seem to be doing so many good things by their actions but jesus will say to these people and then i will declare to them i never knew you notice it's not that i once knew you and then you gradually fell away but i never knew you they never had a true relationship with jesus christ depart from me you who practice lawlessness oh my friend how we need to heed the words of the apostle john in verse 1 of the passage we just read listen to what he says again beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from god because many false prophets have gone into the world notice test the spirits not the spirit john is talking about evil or demonic spirits that inhabit and influence these false teachers and prophets how do we test what they're saying by measuring what they say against the word of god not by what they look like or even the good they do 
but by the teaching or doctrine that motivates them and cause them to do what they do. It's all deception, my friends. We must be like both the sons of Issachar and the Bereans. The sons of Issachar understood the times. The Bereans searched the scriptures so that they may know what to do and to respond in a godly and effective way in the times in which we live. My friends, it is the word of God and not the word of man that enables us to live in such a manner. So read it often, study it diligently, and obey it all the time. As always, this is Senior Pastor Emeritus Alan Lee saying, Sila, think and act on these things. You have been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions. If you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee, address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in Him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. The great commander's promise He will surely come again I am listening every moment For the mighty trumpet sound What a time we'll have together When the saints shall leave the town And our toiling will be happen in a moment, Jesus Christ could come again, I am listening every moment, for the mighty trumpet sound, what a time we'll have together, when the saints shall leave the ground, and our toiling in a 